0: In Atlanta, and uh, this is before uh, desegregation. And uh, he pulled up in the parking lot in a in a church down in downtown Atlanta, somewhere down in there. So he got out of the car and said, a little black grandmother came up to him and said, "Brother Thomas," she said, "Reverend Thomas," she said, "I I listen to you on the big gun, and uh, every day, and she said, I sure would like to come in and hear you preach," she said. Do you think it'd be all right? And Brother Edgar said, Sister, I'll ask the pastor. And the pastor says, Okay, that's fine with me. She said, You tell the preacher if he'll let me come in and take in the service and hear you preach. She said, I won't, I won't cause a disturbance, I won't make a sound. And she said, Okay. So Brother Edgar went in and asked the pastor, says, All right. And she comes in. And he said, Sure, absolutely. Let her come in. And said, Brother Ballou said, Brother Edgar got up there preaching and she got, they got to preach it on Jesus. They sit back in the back corner of that big old church. A low moan started. She said, Oh. He preached a little bit more about Jesus and that moan got a little bit louder and louder to finally she said, I knows him, Rev. I knows him. I knows him. I knows him. And I thought, Brother Shannon, while they were singing, I wanted to wave a handkerchief and say, I knows him. 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 I knows him praise God. I'm glad I know a man who can. Praise God. I thought years ago, Brother David, that I had a lot of answers when I got started. Now I don't even know the right questions. Right. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. And I'm glad I do know a man who can. Yes. Amen. And I thank God I love the Biddy family. Yes. Sir. Brother Mark's pastor and my pastor love one another for many years. Amen. And now we love one another. Yes. Amen. we're just about 25 minutes apart, not a jealous bone in either one of our bodies. We're Amen. glad when God's a blessing there. And I thank the Lord. That's a great family. And I thank God for it. John chapter number 8. I'm honored to be here. You pray for us that God will help me this morning. John chapter number 8. You find your place. Let's stand. We'll read just a few verses of scripture. And then I'll share with you my thoughts this morning. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gravy, for letting me be a part of the meeting. The Bible said that Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him. And he sat down And he taught them, the scribes and the Pharisees brought him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us, how dare them? Boy, they really thought they had arrived, had they not, that they were going to quote the law to the one who wrote it. I mean, amen. I mean, here they were quoting the Bible to the man who wrote the Bible. Amen. You say you thought the Holy Ghost did. I thought three and one, and one was three. Amen, friend. What one of them did, all of them did. Amen. They said, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Let me just say this. They really didn't want to know what he had to say. Amen. Just like most times we don't want to know what he's got to say. Amen. But the Bible said this they said tempting him that they might have to accuse him but Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him he lifted up himself and said unto him he that is without sin among you let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and with they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where, where? Are thy those of thine accusers? Hath no man uh, hath no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You can be seated. I want to turn your attention back to verse number 11, where the Bible said, She said, No, man, Lord, and Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and see unto no more. What a verse. Amen. Amen. I guess for the last five months I've been preaching in the book of John. On uh, Sunday mornings around the church I started uh, uh, making my way Through the pages of the book of John Looking at the miracles uh, uh, In uh, the book of John There's seven miracles uh, uh, That you find prior to the resurrection uh, And then there's one miracle After the resurrection uh, John, well i use that little thought Oh Dr. Uh, uh, Don Green Wrote a book some years ago He entitled it uh, He's everything that he claims to be and more Amen yes. uh, And oh listen John John's gospel. Matthew, he was preaching about the sovereign. And Mark, he was preaching about the servant. And Luke, he was preaching about the son of man. But when John begins to write that gospel, he begins to write about heavenly things. And John was trying to convince the nation of Israel he really was who he said he was. And when John talked about that seventh miracle, but before the resurrection, I believe he closed his case. And said, I want you to know that He's everything, but that He claims to be in more. Amen. But I don't know about you, but I'm glad there's a miracle on this side of the resurrection. But you say, why? Because that's the side of the resurrection I'm living on. Amen. And I need to know in this hour in 2017 that we still serve a miracle working God. Amen. I tell you what, I thank God He's not lost. I think sometimes we we walk around and serve God in the idea that he's somehow weakened, his hands are tied or because it's got so wicked that he can't do it. Let me tell you something, it's always been wicked. Listen, there ain't nothing new under the sun. Amen. And if God could work in that hour, God can still work in our hour. And you and I need to understand that he really is everything that he claims to be and more. But now I'm going back through it. I'm not looking at the miracles, uh, but I'm looking at the encounters uh, that He had with individuals. Uh, Brother Dana, we're living in a day, if it's not a crowd, uh, if it's not some large meeting that's been publicized, uh, uh, we're listening to a day where that's below some men, but uh, uh, they don't have time. Uh, but what about the farm? all the way through the book of John? It wasn't always a crowd, uh, but there was individuals. Uh, and maybe it wasn't even good individuals. It was people who You and I might not even take time with but what about the fact God was willing to sit down on a well? Listen, he was willing to reach down into their difficulty and into their sin and pull them out of where they are. I don't know about you, but I bless the day that Jesus passed by my way. And I say it still makes a difference when Jesus passes by. I want to thank God He's got an interest the individual that Bible said Job 1, oh, there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. I told this book of the Bible, first verse of the oldest book, and he knew him by name. I don't know about you, but I'm glad, thank God. I serve a God this morning who knows me by name. He knows my down sittings and uprisings. He knows my frame. Aren't you glad there's a God that knows who you are? Amen. That's right. And now we're in John chapter 8. And as I tried to find. Place people will read after in John chapter 8. I spent more time trying to find somebody who wasn't apologizing for the first 11 verses in John 8 than finding somebody that would tell it was in the Word of God. I mean, you found this commentator, he was apologizing, saying it really shouldn't be in there. That doesn't belong right there John 8, even if it belongs in the Bible. Amen. God, help us. When commentators feel like they've got to the place where they can tell us what should be in it and what should be out of it, they may need to check up. Amen. Amen. Well, it doesn't belong there. It looks like it belongs to me. I mean, they opened the book, they opened the chapter trying to stone the woman. Really, they didn't want to stone her. They wanted to stone him. Amen. And what they do when they close the chapter, what are they doing? They're trying to stone him. I say we just let the Bible be the Bible. Amen. What oh, can I say to you boys? Go to a school. If a professor gets up there and says it could be better rendered, it might be better said. You ought to shut your Bible. But walk out. God help in this day. If you can't trust your Bible, if you can't lay it on your desk and know it's everything is where it belongs, every chapter is where it should be. Oh, we're in a heap of trouble. I'm glad, thank God, I got a Bible that's well put together. Amen. Amen. So I believe it rings true. Amen. John 8. 8. 8. I like that 8. That ain't set new beginning. You said it last night. Maybe you need to just come get some things and get your new start. I like that 8 what yes, so look, like to me, she got a new start. Maybe yes. God didn't mean it to be in John 7 or John 9 or somewhere else. And it sure is not in brackets or in parentheses. I believe God, the Holy Ghost, put this new start for this woman. Hey, listen to me. The programs of her day couldn't help her. She had been caught in the very act. But they threw her at the feet of the one who had the power to give her a new start. At number eight, that new beginning, every time you hit an eighth note on that keyboard, it's a new octave. Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week. What day is that? Eighth day. How many of you preached on Noah yesterday? He was the, how many got off? Eight. He was the eighth man. Glory to God. You can't talk about eight without going to the book of Ruth. You just can't. I mean, y'all pray for me. Let me waller in that pit for just a minute. You can't talk about the number eight. Probably the greatest example but in uh, the number eight is in the Old Testament. Uh, hey, listen to me. Do you think Ruth just happened to be the eighth book uh, right. of the Old Testament? Oh, no. Uh, but listen to me. You look right before that book. Uh, that's the book of Judges, some of the darkest yes. times uh, right. in the history of the nation of Israel. Uh, the Bible said there arose a generation uh, who knew not the Lord. Uh, and it's my listen, that's where we are today. Uh, there was no king in Israel, uh, and never men did that which was right in its own eyes uh, as far as the nation of Israel uh, but those were days of gloom those were days of gloom yes, but you go on the other side you got 1 Samuel 2 Samuel those weren't days of gloom those were days of glory right. amen yes. by the time 2 Samuel rolls around Saul's dead David's on the throne by the way You know what the last word in the book of Ruth is? David. Care to know what son he is of Jesse? Eighth son. Glory to God. What about Judges? There was no king. Amen. First Samuel, there was man's king. That's right. At Saul. Well, thank God time 2 Samuel rolls around. It's not no king. It's not man's king. It's God's king. Amen. 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 I'm glad God. What about the fact with 2 Samuel rolls around? Uh, first thing David does, uh, he goes, gets the Ark of the Covenant uh, and brings her back home and they dance and right. worship God. Oh, uh, what days of glory it was. Amen. Yes. But tucked right between Israel's gloom and Israel's glory. Yes. There's a little story a little four chapter story of a new beginning about a Gentile bride. I hope if you're an ultra dispensationalist, you ought to put your finger in your ears right now. Amen. Hey man. Because you don't believe there's any pictures or any types of Christ all the way through that old test. I got one verse of that all scripture, praise God. Every bit of it, all scripture, amen. I'm glad I didn't have to wait to get to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but to hear the gospel story. Oh, but I'm glad there's a gospel according to Adam. I'm glad there's a gospel according to Aaron. I'm glad there's a gospel according to Noah. I'm glad there's a gospel according to, gospel according to Boaz. But oh, thank God that gospel is peppered all the way through that Bible, amen. amen. Tuck right between Israel's gloom and Israel's glory, there's a story of a little Gentile bride. I believe Israel said, let his blood be on us and our children when they crucified him. And what's happened, it has been. That's right. There's coming a day that they're going to be restored. Hey, the church not replaced the nation of Israel. There's come a day God's going to deal with them again. But between Israel's gloom and Israel's coming glory, there's a story of another Gentile bride. Her name's not Ruth. Her name's the church. Right. Yes. Amen. And you and I have got a new beginning today because the grace of an Almighty God. But can I tell you, Jesus is the person of a new beginning? Listen, they can go to Alcoholics Anonymous, or they can go to every social program, or they can carry a chip in their pocket. But the only one that's got the power, but the only one that's got the grace, but the only one that's got the wisdom is the blessed lamb. Of God. He is the person of a new beginning. And sinners are the people of new beginnings. Well, we all needed one, didn't we? We're not careful. We'll read John 8 and say, Man, I wasn't that bad. Oh, Oh, no, you were. That's right. How many of you told a lie? Raise your hand. Let me see it. If you're not raising it now, you're lying now. Amen. There ain't nobody in here with some fallen flesh that ain't told a lie somewhere. That's right. Well, I got good. According to James, you're just as guilty as a murderer. You're just as guilty as a fornicator. He said, if you've offended at one point, you've offended it all. Right. Hey, there's no different degrees in death. You're dead or you're not dead. There are different decays, degrees of decay. Amen. But thank God. Where is the place of new beginnings? How about the church? It's a good place, ain't it? I think about Jeremiah. He got a new beginning after his discouragement. He said, I'm not going to speak anymore. He said, man, I'm just done. He said, but his word was like a fire set up in my bones there might be a man of God you you drug in here this morning your feet dragging the ground your backside hitting on your knees because it's so difficult I tell you thank God even though you may be discouraged but the same God of heaven that gave this woman a new beginning has got the power to do it for you hey what happened oh listen Peter he got he got one he got a new beginning after he denied the Lord he said man I'm not one of those I don't know who you're thinking about you said preacher I messed up I've gone too far oh no friend I'm glad the grace of God is able to reach down to where you are. Oh, John Mark left. I mean, he left Acts 13. He left and deserted them on that missionary journey. Oh, but listen, we wouldn't have a book of Mark had he not got a second chance. I'm telling you, God has still got the power to give you a new start. Amen. I got to read these verses. And Sister Kate, this is a, I got to think of an old choir song from many years ago. I got to read that verse number 11. She said, No man, Lord. And he said, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I got to think of an old choir song from back in the 70s and 80s, Brother Blue. He said, I remember the day when I was bowed low with the burden of sin and strife. But Jesus came in and he rescued me and he gave me a brand new life. And now as I thank him, Day after day for washing my sins away, it seems I can almost hear the voice of the blessed Savior say, oh what sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. I say, happy day, happy day. When I got out of the altar as a 13-year-old boy, and the Holy Ghost said, oh, where are thine accusers? And all of a sudden, I said, "None, lord He said, what sins are you talking about? I'm telling you, thank God. If you've been born again, of the accuser of the brethren is in the holies accusing you today. But thank God Jesus said, But what sins are you talking about? You might have been a drunk, but you might have been a doper, you might have been a lewd man. But what about the fact when your name is mentioned in the presence of God Almighty? He says, What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. That's what I want to preach on for about 15 minutes. On what sins are you talking about?
1: Number one, I
0: want you to look in your Bible, what the Lord did. He silenced the accuser. Scribes and the Pharisees think they've cornered the Lord. See, it wasn't about this little woman, it was about Jesus. Hey, they didn't want to stone her, they want to stone him. Amen. Yeah. Hey, they called him master in this verse. If we go back to John 7, they called him a deceiver. That's right. Right. Amen. 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 I just tell you, young as this, you better watch. Everybody talks right. It's not right. That's right. 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 Yeah. Amen. I believe he was in church when he was getting attacked. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes you get attacked at church. You're right. Everybody okay? Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Amen? I want you to notice verse 6. Look at your Bible. I want you to notice the scheme of these accusers. I mean, man, they publicly charged her. They drugged this woman. I don't know how. They drug her down there by the hair of her head and threw her at the feet of God. They wasn't no more concerned about this woman getting to Jesus. They weren't trying to get her there that God could show mercy and forgive her. No, they wanted, hey, it wasn't about that. God, have, I'm afraid sometimes if we're not careful, we'll get to the place where we use the Bible as a weapon instead of a tool to bring people to God. But oh, they were trying to use that scripture. They said, hey, Lord, of oh, the law. I mean, they didn't just publicly charge her. I mean, listen to me. They they personally condemned her. I mean, they looked and said, Lord, does not the law say she ought to die? Hey, they weren't trying to use that as a to draw her to Christ, but uh, Brother Randy, they were slipping a noose around her head, uh, uh, trying to kill her. Uh, uh, God help us! Where would we be uh, had God not used that Bible to draw us to Him? Amen. Amen. They had a scheme. See, their problem was, Amen. their problem was they they had a, they couldn't they could not reconcile two ideas. The Lord said that He was going to show mercy to sinners, but He came not to fo- He came not to To destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And them scribes and Pharisees couldn't get in their mind that he could show mercy to sinners and still keep the law. That's right. He couldn't set the law apart because he was the law, he was the incarnate law of God. Hey, but I tell you what, Brother Grunt, he had to show grace because he was the incarnate grace of God. Amen. And they thought, hey, I found the perfect one. I, I found that they thought, man, we've got the one that's going to trap him and we're going to be able to discredit him and we're going to be able to kill him. Oh, but they didn't really know who they were dealing with. Because they thought, man, if he shows mercy to her, he'll break the law. But if he stones her, He'll break his word. See, there was a plot. And hear me, this world, why are they attacking the Bible? Because they're doing their best to discredit Christ today, just like they were then. Are you listening? Yes. Amen. Amen. And can I tell you that's just not in the liberal churches either? That's in a lot of independent Bible colleges, amen. Where they're getting more our preacher boys are walking out there with more doubt in the Word of God Hello. than they would in there. Everybody okay? Amen. I mean, they thought they had him, Brother Randy. They thought they had him. They didn't think he could keep the law and still be merciful to sinners. But thank God. Hey, the whole attack here, it's on the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But can I tell you, listen to me. The gospel is not like some people think that God's weak, weak, and it's sin. But thank God, listen, forgiveness is free, but it's not cheap. There had to be a sacrifice. It was a legal substitute. Amen. He silenced the accused of the scheme. Then I want you to notice, what about the sin of the accused? Look at verse 3. She was a nameless woman. Mm-hmm. Slip your name in there. Yes. Yes, yeah. Sister Kate, do I not remember, do I not remember, I think Brother Guy Lee, Brother, Kate, Brother Berman Sr. used to preach for Brother Guy Lee over at Fairfield in northeast Georgia. And I think I remember Brother I think I remember Brother Guy telling me about Brother Cape getting a pardon from the Governor of the state of Georgia. that? Mm. Mm. How about that? Got the gold seal on it. Amen. Hey, what about that? We don't remember that, brother Cape. But we remember what th- what's on this side of a pardon. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We remember what's on this side of that part. Yeah. That man of yeah. God that would mount a pulpit preaching yeah. the power of the whole. You didn't know that. You didn't know that, Daddy. That wasn't the daddy. You just knew post pardon. Amen. But yeah. post pardon, Dr. Burnham Cates Sr. Amen. And God saved him, Hey, he was notorious back in the day for yeah. a different life. But what about the fact that God came by and gave him a new beginning? Yeah. Put a pardon yeah. in his life. And that's the of Burman, Berman cape yes. that you and I remember yes. he was a nameless he was notorious amen. they knew where she was yes, amen. amen you say who can do that only God can do that right. amen. amen amen friend What a different! I wonder what different life that you and brother Berman Jr. would have had had there not been a pardon right. in the cape home amen, amen. amen. I don't. I, I wonder if your mom would be still grieve in the loss of your dad if it would have been the, po- the pre-pardon yeah, burdened senior. But no, thank God. But uh, listen, his notorious Amen. condition, uh, his nameless condition, didn't bother the governor, uh, and thank God his condition Amen. didn't bother a savior. But uh, uh, thank God he took care of the problem. Amen. 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 The Amen. Sin. Look at verse six. What about the stooping of the advocate?
1: I just noticed how
0: many times did he come down in this text? That's right. Twice. Ugh. I think he's coming down twice in this dispensation. He came down in Bethlehem and he's coming back. First Thessalonians 4, all in Revelation verses. Amen. Hallelujah. And his coming down twice saved that woman, and his coming down twice gonna save us. Thank God. I read about an old farmer. Brother Bailey, he was out there on the farm. He was driving up a post out at the end of the driveway on his farm. And uh by the time he hit that last hammer in that hell in there, this little boy in overhauls walked up to him. He said, He said, Hey, mister, that sign said puppies for sale. He said, Hey, mister. He said, You think a boy could buy one of them puppies? He said, Son, these dogs, his mom and daddy dogs, said they're high bloodline, said it's going to cost a good bit of money to buy one of these dogs. He said, Okay. So he said, Little boy reached down in his overhaul pocket, pulled out 39 cents. He said, Hey, mister. He said, I got 39 cents. He said, You think that'll buy me a look? He said, You think this 39 cents will buy me a look? And Brother us. that farmer, looked at that little boy. and said, have at it, son. Look all you want. And about that time, Brother John, that, that farmer clucked and called old Dolly's name. And here come that little mama dog out there and four big old puppies right behind her. And that little boy's eyes about blow out of his head. I mean, he's good night. He but then all of a sudden, here come a little one that was staggering. Couldn't keep up with a big crowd. It wasn't near as big as the other ones. He said, hey, Mr. He said, do you think a boy might buy that little dog right over there? That old farmer said, son, you don't want that dog. He said, son, that's the runt. He said, it's never going to be able to keep up. It's never going to be as big as if other dogs. He said, it ain't going to never be the kind of dog you really want it to be. About that time, that little farmer boy, he reached over and pulled his overhaul leg up. And running down his leg was two big old metal braces He said, Hey, mister. He said, It's all right, that little puppy ain't gonna be able to keep up run well. He said, I don't run well either. and he said he's going to need somebody that understands yeah. what he's going through. But yeah. well, can I tell you, thank God today the they said we're under you. He's born this day in the city of David. A savior, thank God. You and I needed somebody who understood. You and I needed somebody who knew we couldn't keep up. But thank God. What about that? He looked down there and said, Oh, Brother Randy ain't going to be able to keep up. He needs somebody that'll understand. (laughs) Oh, Brother John ain't going to be able to run like the other dogs are going to run. But he needs somebody that understands. Aren't you glad when the law cast you at the feet of the Son of God? But there was a Savior who came down to where you were and made a difference in your life. Amen. That's right. There was a stupid. Let me ask you this. How many times did he write in our text? Twice. Could be something to that, couldn't it? First time he wrote, it was about the law. He got up and looked at them boys and he said, Hey, you without sin, cast the first stone. That was the law speaking. Second time he wrote and he got up and said, Hey, where are thine accusers? She said, Nay, Lord. And she said, Neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. That wasn't law, That was grace. Yeah. Hey, Brother Blue, I believe we're we'll going to get a hold of that tw- two writings. Exodus 31, the Lord Jesus, the God of heaven, took his finger and wrote the Ten Commandments with his finger on two tablets of stone. Yep. What happened in Exodus 32? Was that you? Actually, you preached that yesterday. What happened? Exodus 32. Who was Brother that? Barnes. Brother Barnes, you preached that last night. What happened in Exodus 32? They them down. He threw them down and they got what? Broken. So he went back and did what? Wrote again. Amen. Where did those tablets end up? Those tablets ended up in an ark under a mercy seat. Under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What can I tell you? The first time he wrote, "Oh, the law condemned me for what I was." But thank God, the second time he wrote, he put that law under the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, under a mercy seat. And thank God, they're be being paid. Oh, amen. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! What about, what does it sound like? The law says, I know in that prodigal, that law sounds like this. I'm no worthy. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But law lays its pen down. And Grace picks it up and says, hey, put a robe on him. Put a ring on his finger. Go get the fatty calf. Amen. Ephesians 2 said, we walked out of the course of this world. And the spirit of disobedience had worked in us. But then all of a sudden, law laid its pen down. And Grace picked it up and said, but God, but God, I want to thank God for the day that Grace picked up its pen and began to ride in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. Yeah, man. The law sounded like John 4. When that woman at the well, see, she was a disillusioned Samaritan. John 8, we're looking at a desperate soul. John 1, Nathaniel, he was a diligent student. But you know what they all had? An encounter with Jesus. What about Philip didn't need a soul winner? God came and got Philip. But Nathaniel needed one. Philip went and got him. Yes. Sound like both of them in the Bible, don't yes. it? Everybody okay? Hallelujah. She said. He said, Hey. She said, Where, Where's the husband? She said. He said. She said, I have no husband. He said, You well said. He said you've had five. And said the one you're with now, that's not your husband. That's what law said. But Grace picked up a pen and she went running around and said, Come see a man. Come see a man. He told me all all that I've ever done. I don't know about you, but thank God, happy day. Happy day, Brother Benny, With God of uh, the law of the pen of the pen of the law of God uh, was laid down and all of a sudden in my life. Uh, hey, listen, Brother Bobby, the law and grace are not uh, enemies. Uh, hey, listen to me, they, nobody got saved by the law, uh, but there's not a child of God that's ever got saved without first being indicted by the law. Amen? I tell you what, they don't compete against one another. They compliment one another. And thank God for the day grace picked up a pen in my life. Silence the accuser. Hey, Amen. Then you ever, wonder, you ever wonder what he wrote? You understand the first this is the only time in the gospel yep. where Jesus wrote anything. He might have just wrote one word out of that law that they had been quoting to him. It was the word both. Because according to the law, they should have brought the man right. and the woman. Right. Both. Right. Probably the man was their buddy. Oh, yeah. 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 They didn't know where she was. That's right. And when he said you without sin, if you'll study that sin right there, Brother Bailey, that's talking about the same sin. When he said you without sin, cast first stone, that's talking about the same sin she was being charged that's with. Right. Not just some broad sin. It was that same sin. Amen. Yeah. Who dropped the rock first? Yeah. The older one. He got a whole lot more history. Right. <laughs> yeah. He had a whole lot more to answer for so he dropped his rocks and got out. Maybe he just, he got down there and scribbled both. Maybe he got down there and just started writing some things about their history. Maybe he, maybe, maybe he just wrote, maybe he wrote Psalm 86, 15, but thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious and long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. Yes. I don't know about you, but I'm glad the day I got under conviction. I'm glad He didn't just drop me off and leave me. But I'm glad Law got me to God. Amen. I it's the law sin, God. We probably need a little bit more law preaching in this day. Yeah, we Amen. It's the law sin, God forbid. I'd not know sin had it not been for the law. But it couldn't do it. Grace picked up its pen. Amen. Wrote in my life. Yes. He silenced the accuser. Number two, he saved the adulterist. Let me just say this. Those same men that dropped their rocks and walked off, they could have dropped their rocks and got on their knees. Because the same one that was about to give her a new start would have gave them a new start. They just walked the wrong way. That's right. Come on back to the piano. Who do you want to come back with? Brother Daniel, come on back to the piano. I'm about done. I'm about done. Jesus silenced the accuser. But then he saved the adulteress. Look at verse 10. You say, where did she get saved? There's, there's one word in verse 11 that tells me she got saved. Anybody know what that word is? Lord. I think according to Corinthians, you can't confess him Lord except for the Holy Ghost. You can with buddy. I'm about done. But what did he do first? He faced her. He got up. And all the crowd was gone. And when all the crowd and all of her condemners were gone, the problem was her condemnation hadn't left. He was on her knee. He got up, and looked at her, and said, Where are thy accusers? Even though her accusers were gone, Brother Bailey, the only one that was righteous enough and had the right to accuse was still there. And can I tell you something? You can, get a, you can get away from church people. You can get away from preachers. You can get away from camp. You can get away from the Bible reading. You can get away from school. But the problem is you can't get away from that condemnation. Because it was in her. And he faced her. But in verse 11, he forgave her. Law couldn't offer no help to her. Not a bit, because it's just like that near kinsman in Ruth. it would have marred its inheritance. That near kinsman's a great picture of the law. He couldn't redeem her. It marred his inheritance. The law couldn't do anything. He, he not only forgave her. What about she had a new Lord? Thank God he is a. He, he's either coming in as Lord or he's not coming. Everybody okay? He said, I made him Lord. Let me just say this. No, he was Lord a long time before you ever accepted He had a new life. What about the fact in verse number 11, he freed her. All of her life she had been subject to the bondage of her own lust. But in a moment, Jesus came down and set her free. He saved the adulteress. But then he settled the account with the laddie. When he got up, you say, how did he settle the account? When Jesus lifted up his head, he saw no man, no nobody but the woman. And he said, "Where are thine accusers?" She said, "No man, Lord." You remember what they asked him? You know what they were trying to trap him? They said he couldn't keep the law and show mercy to sinners. But guess what? When he got up, everybody was gone but him. Yes. According to the law, how many accusers did they have to be? Two. Hey, Brother Bo, according to the law, who was the one that was who was the first one to throw the first stone? Who was that supposed to be? The accuser. Guess what? He looks up. They ain't no accusers. There's nobody to throw a stone. Right, right. They're, Hey, according to the law. Amen. Amen. Right. Wouldn't nobody throw any rocks, brother David? They were gone. Yes. Yeah. He just looks over at her account. I'm a, a finance man. I used to look at the income and balance sheets. I used to look at those numbers and try to reconcile those numbers when I was lending money. And he looked over there and there was a side of the balance sheet that was deficient. And he settled her account. He said, hey, there's nobody here to accuse you. So I'm going to keep the law and I'm not going to condemn you. But I'm going to show mercy and say to you, "Go and sin no more." Amen. Yes. Her debt been canceled, her deliverance certified, and her destination had been changed. I just sort of feel like when she heard him say, "Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more." Maybe he was saying, "What sins?" are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. I like that second verse, Brother Mark, y'all saying about that, Jesus loves me when I'm good. He loves me when I'm bad. Then you said in that chorus, still Jesus loves me. Amen. Yep. Some of you've got a record. I've got Miss Miss Cape. I've got a young man, and I in our church. He he was the, one of the biggest methamphetamine dealers in our 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 county. Rough. I mean, I'm talking about a fighter, a brawler. He got in jail. One of our men witnessed to him. Got him. Brought him to church. For, he came for about a month. He got upset. He said, that preacher's against everything. Somebody's told him everything I do. He said, he's against everything I like. And I'm leaving. He stayed gone for three years. He said, one December night, he pulled a needle out of his hand, arm and said, there's got to be more to life than this. Yes, sir. Went and got all this drug-making paraphernalia. Took it to the sheriff's office. Laid it on the sheriff's desk and said, take me to rehab. I'm done. He did not got saved yet they put him, they had him cuffed and put him in that in that back of that car. And they said, while he's putting him in that car, he said, he told his wife, he said, Mama, they're taking me to rehab, or his girlfriend at the time. He said, they're taking me to rehab. And he said, I don't need rehab. He said, I need what that preacher told me three years ago. Yeah, yeah. He said, call Amen. that preacher. Amen. He said, you call that preacher and you tell him where I'm at. Amen. You tell him where I'm at. Amen. And you tell him I'm ready to get saved. <laughs> I was in Tennessee and I couldn't get there that next night, but I sent the man that witnessed to him on the chain. They went down there. Brother Laddie, they couldn't even take their Bible into the rehab place. They got in there and got the quote scripture to him. I mean, this big old boy, he's but Chris, you've seen him, Brother John, he's about six two, six three. Probably then he weighed about three hundred and sixty pounds. I mean, I'm talking about a fighter. And if you've got something bad to say about me today, you best not say it to him, because God ain't saved all that out of him. And I'll pray that God forgives him when he gets done whipping you, but I'm not before I mean, I might, you know, somewhere in the middle, I might ask God to help him slow down a little bit, but no, amen. They said they got in there and got a witness, he crawled off the pew. Oh, Brother John, you know him, Brother John, knows him well. Crawled off in that old floor. He said, I've never heard such confession." Brother Mark Wheeler told me, he said, I've never heard such confession. He said, finally, I'll leave nowhere. He said, you've probably confessed enough to ask him to save you. (laughs) I mean, he is confessing things. I mean, honest, Brother Mark, you know as well as I do. I'm talking about 10, I mean, 10, 15 years worth of sin. He's cataloging it. And he, by that time, he said, Lord, would you save me? And that big old boy. <laughs> he got up, I mean, I'm talking about a brawl or a fighter, got up with tears dripping off his face. Brother Dana got saved about that time. His little girlfriend at the time, they had one, they had two children. She was sitting there in a chair beside him. Brother Mark said when they looked up or him getting saved, big old tears were running down her face. And She looked at Brother Mark and she said, you think he'd save me too? you think you'd save me too? And she got saved. Several years ago, he applied for a pardon. I'll never forget the day I wrote letters and both sheriffs of two counties right there wrote letters. And I'll never forget the day when they come in, Brother Mark, he probably called you too. He lives right really close to Brother Biddy. You remember he said it he said, Preacher, it's got a golden seal on it. Yeah. And I think he even said it's got red writing on it. If I'm not mistaken. And he said, You know what this means? He said, It means if I get pulled over. He said, None of them deputies can look into my record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, not he said they can't none of them look into my record. <laughs> Some wrong things he said, but my record has been sealed forever. Amen. And he said at the bottom of the page, the signature of the governor. John could look at them policemen the day and say, "Man, weren't you a drug dealer?" he could say what sins are you talking about I don't remember them anymore because my record has been some of you have got records in places and this world might remember them but that world doesn't remember your record's just not been sealed it's been expunged and under your name in heaven there's no charges listed because the imputed righteousness of Christ is under your name neither what about the day you got saved man those men those scribes and Pharisees thought they were bringing that woman to her death and honestly, God, I felt like the Holy Ghost was bringing me to my death the day I got under conviction. Right, right, right. But what a day. When you was it, in, was it in a Sunday school room? Do I remember that? It's some old Sunday school chairs. What about when the Holy Ghost used to down? He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. And for the first time in your life, what sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. You might be a saved person and just need to come tell the Lord, thank you that he came down because you needed somebody who understood why you couldn't keep up with the other dogs, why you'd never be as good as the other dogs. I'm glad I got more to look. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Bless the Lord. You You might be lost, and you might want to come around here and say, Lord, I need a new start like you gave her. We're standing all over the house, Brother Daniel, singing. You mind God. You mind the Lord.